right, Lone Star Gunners, welcome to the program. This is Lone Star Gun Talk, the official podcast of Lone Star Gun Rights, and I am incredibly glad to have you here today. Uh, I have a special announcement. It's more of a personal matter, uh, but it's something that uh, that's quite humbling, to be honest, and I feel like I, I have to share it. But before I get into that, I want to make sure and thank our brand new sponsor here at Lone Star Gun Talk, and that is Provident Metals. Provident Metals is an online bullion dealer based right here in the Lone Star State, and they are offering ex- exclusive discounts on select bullion items just to our listeners. Take, for instance, their Don't Tread on Me one ounce silver round made of 0.999 fine silver. The coin pays homage to both Benjamin Franklin and Thomas Jefferson. The obverse features the familiar image of a rattlesnake coiled in the grass, prepared to strike, and above it bears the inscription, Don't Tread on Me. The reverse features a spectacularly detailed bald eagle standing above a banner bearing the words, Eternal Vigilance, with the inscription, The Price of Liberty, above the eagle's head. See all the featured products for Lone Star Star Gun Talk listeners at ProvidentMetals.com slash GunTalk.html or call 1-800-313-3315 and be sure to enter the promo code GUNTALK, all one word, at checkout to receive 10% off of those select items. All orders of $99 or more get free shipping, and veterans, active duty military, please be sure to call them to ask about their military discount. All right, so back to this uh, point of personal privilege that I have raised Um, I know this is a Lone Star Gun Rights platform, and this is kind of a personal deal, but I feel like I need to share it. Um, I was very humbled by the compliments that I received on Saturday, uh, both online as well as at the rally itself, following the speech that I gave on behalf of Lone Star Gun Rights, Um, one of which said that I need to run for office, uh, and another person said that I need to write a book. And that actually really kind of hit me because I, I, I wasn't expecting it. And the more I thought about it, the more I thought, you know, I need to write a book. So uh, a personal challenge that I am undertaking right now, beginning, well, beginning now anyway, is that I am going to be writing a book about liberty. It's going to go beyond just gun rights. It's going to go into all aspects, all issues and what the liberty stance is going to be. I don't have a title yet, and I haven't even written the first sentence, but that's going to be the gist. That's the elevator pitch for you. So um, I'm, in tr- I'm incredibly grateful for everybody that, uh, that, said, that gave me such great feedback, and, and y'all have inspired me to take this a step further in my personal endeavors as well. So uh, thank you for that. I, I really do appreciate it, and I am humbled. That said, a lot of the media is talking about how lackluster of a turnout we had on Saturday. Don't let that kind of crap get to you, okay? Like it, We came there... Uh, Lone Star Gun Rights was there. Texas Freedom Force organized it. Open Carry Texas was there. We all came there to deliver a message about liberty. 
And we did that. And we would have done it the same way had there been 10 people there or 100,000. The fact that I, I know that there were a lot of people who were there that were disappointed at the fact that there was such, I guess, a relatively low turnout, but that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how large the crowd is at this one event. We are going to have events between now and the end of time, some of which are going to draw thousands, some of which are going to draw tens. And it's not, it's not a big deal. What matters is that you still, you still put out the message that you intend to put out regardless. And I'm incredibly proud to have been uh, down there delivering a message on behalf of Lone Star Gun Rights and beside people uh, delivering a message on behalf of Open Carry Texas and Texas Freedom Force and even just people who are speaking because they cared. I thought it was a great event. And I have absolutely no regrets. I am not embarrassed that there was, you know, as the Houston Chronicle pointed out, dozens or low turnout. I'm not embarrassed about that. And nor should you be. The point is that people came to hear what we had to say. And we said what we needed to. And that's all that matters. Next time, maybe we will have thousands. Who knows? Only time will tell, so don't let something like this get you down. The message of liberty was spread, which is a bit more than what I can say is going on in other parts of the country. In New Jersey, they a new article just came out yesterday that I found that was, uh, it, 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 it kind of breaks my heart for those patriots who do live in New Jersey, and that is that the governor's, their new governor's plan to fight gun violence is probably the most genius thing I have ever heard. Because, you know, we we all know that before any criminal actually commits a crime, they go and they get their firearm carry permit. So, because we all know that is a fact, the governor's idea is genius. And that is to raise the price of a carry permit... By about 700%. So, and this comes from NJ.com, just like, you know, New Jersey, NJ.com. Governor Phil Murphy is proposing to significantly hike fees for buying and selling firearms in New Jersey, a move that would raise the cost of gun permits and licenses for the first time in a half century and likely to trigger a legal challenge from Second Amendment advocates. I'm very glad that they threw that last sentence in there because, it, yeah, it's, it's definitely going to happen. Um, and then reading this, I didn't know exactly how many different licenses you had to get in New Jersey. Check this out. The plan would raise the cost for a handgun purchase permit from $2 to $50. Firearm identification cards from $5 to $100, and handgun carry permits from $50 to $400. Also, retail gun dealer licenses would be raised from $50 to $500, and wholesale-slash-manufacturer licenses 
would be raised from $150 to $1,500. And it even ends in the words, among other hikes. Holy crap. I, th- I, you know, I always knew that New Jersey was kind of a backward slave state and no offense to anybody in New Jersey that's a patriot and lives there for whatever circumstances have you there. That's not a bash on you, just a bash in your government. I did not know that New Jersey was such a backward slave state. I just didn't know that. I mean, I knew that there were, they had some issues. I knew that they were very weak in Second Amendment uh issues. I, I I mean their second amendment rights are are pretty much uh I guess non-existent now that I know this. But so you you need apparently you need a handgun purchase permit and a firearm identification card and a handgun carry permit in order for you to carry. So you need three different government identifications in order to carry, which I'm pretty sure that you would also need a driver's license somewhere in there. So, um, yeah, you know, we complain about the state of liberty here in Texas, and, and as we should, because the state of liberty in Texas is not what it needs to be. But there's one thing that we always need to realize, and that is that Somebody else is always going to have it worse. <laughs> and I, I hate to chuckle at that, but it, it's true. And my heart bleeds for the Patriots in New Jersey. I had no idea. And the fact that your socialist tyrant of a governor is calling to basically price you out of liberty is atrocious. And I really hope that... Second Amendment advocates in New Jersey rally together and and just fight the crap out of this. I don't care what you need to do. Squeaky wheel, squeaky wheel gets the grease. So be as squeaky as humanly possible. Um, it also says, in some cases, the charges would nearly double the cost of purchasing a firearm, some of which retail for less than $200. Yeah. You know, that was one of the things that, you know, one of the reasons that we advocate for constitutional carry um, is because, well, besides the fact that you shouldn't have to beg the government for permission to exercise a natural right, the the fact is, you know, some people still need to defend themselves, and they're not exactly what you would call uh, among the 1%. You know, some people can only afford... A high point. And, you know, if that's all you can afford, carry it. And, you know, I know we give each other grief and over Glock versus 1911, and I know that there are plenty of memes out there just bashing on high points. It's all in fun. We don't mean anything, uh, we don't mean anything personally by it. And, yeah, you have the right to self-defense, and you should carry what you can afford to carry. And if all that you can carry is the cost of the high point, carry that. But good Lord, I mean, having to pay $550 total for all of the permits that you need in order to carry a $200 firearm, 
that's just that's absolutely atrocious and uh i i cannot believe that this is even thought of as being a good idea to curb gun violence but then again it's not really an idea to curb gun violence it's just a another way to infringe on second amendment liberties the last paragraph of this article is quite interesting the plan would make the state's carry permit 20 times the cost of the $20 charged by Pennsylvania, which has among the loosest gun laws in the Northeast. You know, we just reduced the cost of our LTC from $150 to $40. And uh, I, I fully support that. I just don't think that you should have to get the license. I would love to see that. I would love to see uh, us reduce it even further to essentially be a zero sum for the state of Texas because I don't think that they should profit off of licenses uh, on natural rights. You know, they obviously the federal laws that are there that kind of dictate things like the next background check system, which you know I've railed against. Obviously, the state has to abide by that. They can't not abide by that. And until that law gets repealed, they will continue to have to abide by that. And that does cost money. I think that an LTC in the state of Texas should cover the cost of what the state has to pay in order to issue you a license. And that's it. Not a single cent more. Another story that I found today, as a matter of fact, uh, caught my attention uh, because of the headline. Now, obviously, that's the purpose of a headline, but it, it gave me a, uh, it made me misunderstand what the story was going to say. I went in with a predisposition uh, where I was going to read the story and get angry. But as I read it, I realized that kind of been misled slightly and that was not because the headline was misleading but kind of my own, because of my own prejudices um maybe i maybe i should close down for a day and take uh uh unconscious bias training like starbucks or something but uh the headline this is from abc 10 in florida and miami several people detained during open carry event in miami beach now, you hear that and you think, oh, God, we just had a bunch of people arrested uh, and it's not good. They probably are arrested on bogus charges like CJ has been and uh, what have you. But I read the story and it was actually a, it had a good ending. Uh, basically, in Miami, there is a pier called South Point Pier and they had closed down the pier after they had detained these men. And they were openly carrying in Florida, which is legal if and only if you are fishing, hunting, or camping. The men organizing the event planned to fish at the pier. And that is why they were legal to carry there, because they were heading to fish. Um, but here's the thing. Miami Beach PD... Uh, let's see here. Ernesto Rodriguez, a, spokesman, a spokesman for the Miami Beach Police Department, said officers briefly detained six men at a popular tourist destination in, at a, around 11 a.m. 
However, police quickly determined that the men were legally allowed to carry the weapons and release them. Quote, out of an abundance of caution, we have assigned two MBPD officers to the pier while they remain. Rodriguez said, we are encouraging visitors to use other portions of South Point Park. Now, yeah, they should not have been detained to begin with. However, kudos to the Miami Beach Police Department for, at least according to the article, quickly determining that they were perfectly within their rights to do so. Um, And then the other kind of disturbing aspect for me on this is that they uh, they left two officers there out of an abundance of caution. Uh, come on, guys. They're there fishing. And, you know, they're obviously demonstrating that they want legal open carry, and it says as much in the article, but it's like, come on, man. They're not going to be a threat. You don't need to keep two law enforcement officers there babysitting them while they fish uh, for because... They could be doing other things like actually investigating or fighting actual crime. You know, obviously, I, I'm I'm not too terribly upset over this because, um, you know, despite the fact that I disagree with the fact that they shouldn't have been detained at all to begin with, you know, I, I can't be too terribly upset because they were quickly released because they it was determined, yeah, they're they're legal to do so. Uh, here's a, a couple other uh, excerpts from this article here. Uh, in Florida, people can carry open, openly ha- carry firearms while fishing, hunting, and camping. The men organizing the event had planned to fish at the pier. Groups like Florida Open Carry want to expand the law so legal gun owners can openly carry weapons in most public places. Florida Open Carry has organized similar gatherings in the past. However, it is unclear whether the men gathered on their own or were affiliated with Florida Open Carry. Well, regardless, uh, you six gentlemen, thank you for what you have done. Um, I know it sucks having to go through some of that, but you know I, I appreciate the fact that y'all are fighting the good fight in the weird state of Florida. And again, that's not a jab at Florida. I lived there for a bit, so I'm allowed to talk some smack about it. But uh, anyway, that's a it's a good story with a couple of interesting details that shouldn't have happened, but whatever. Good story regardless. This last story, though, is deeply disturbing to me, and it should be deeply disturbing to you, so please pay close attention to this one. It is uh, coming from KIVI Channel 6, which is the local ABC affiliate in Boise, Idaho. And the headline is that the American Medical Association is pushing for stricter gun laws. It opens up by literally saying that the AMA has called gun violence a disease. Okay. Look, I know that you're smart and you're doctors and um, you know you have uh, you went to a lot of college. the The issue is that you are to, to treat diseases that affect people. Okay, there is not a disease in a human being that says it's a good idea to go and kill people with a gun. No. It, that's not that's not what where your your place is to treat illnesses. Actual diseases. Gun violence is not a disease. We might metaphorically call it a disease as it relates to our country, 
but you are not qualified to treat that. Anyway, at the annual meeting on Tuesday, one medical phys- uh, specialist said, quote, We as physicians are the witnesses to the human toll of this disease. The association voted in favor of several gun control measures, including a ban on assault-style rifles. Oh, no, it's because they're scary and black, and they have a high-capacity magazine and use very powerful military-grade weapons and technology in it. Expanding background checks, because that does so much that it, it works so well that we need to expand background checks. And banning gun and ammunition purchases for people under 21 because unless you're 21, you're not really an adult. But we should definitely listen to you on gun policy and constitutional issues and every other public policy thing. Allow you to vote. Allow you to go and die for our country. But how dare you think about wanting to buy a weapon for personal protection or drink a beer? You know, now I have uh, I've kind of toyed with the idea of raising the age of adulthood to 21 in general, meaning you can't vote, you can't uh, um, you uh, can't join the military, and you can't buy cigarettes. You can't do all of that until you're 21. Um, but I realize that it's probably best to just lower everything to 18. <laughs> anyway, the article continues. The medical experts also said arming teachers is not an effective way to fight what it calls a public health issue. The American Medical Association represents about one quarter of all the doctors in the U.S. And that sentence right there is why this should be very disturbing. They are speaking and and fighting for policy that they are not, that's not part of their job description as a medical association. That is absolutely ridiculous, and it could have very negative consequences to many people because people go to their doctors because they trust their doctors. You know, hell, I've had it, I've been asked at the VA, which I don't trust, I've been asked by one of my doctors at the VA when I first started going there if I own firearms. Okay, I told them it was none of their business and I wasn't going to answer it. They could interpret that however they want, but it's the truth. Most people would probably answer a question like that. And if if they that doctor is represented by the AMA or a member of the AMA, and that AMA is pushing for gun control like this, you better believe that they will have a huge influence whenever it comes to lobbying for federal legislation. This is incredibly scary. And I, if I were you, each and every one of you, the next time you go to your doctor for a general checkup or, wh- or whatever you're going to the doctor for, you might want to ask them about this because it is deeply deeply concerning. I do not want my doctor being part of an organization that is trying to take away our rights. End of story. 
Anyway, that's going to wrap it up for me this week, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning in and subscribing. Please share the podcast with anyone and everyone that you know. And if you are not yet subscribed, please subscribe. Also, be sure to support our sponsors so that way they, they know that we sent you and take advantage of the special deals that they are offering. Until next week, Lone Star Gunners, arm yourself with knowledge and share the ammo. Lone Star Gun Talk is a Lone Star Gun Rights production, hosted and edited by Derek Wills. Copyright, Lone Star Gun Rights 2018.